Hello, this is G.H. Edwards on. I am G.H. Edwards. As always, I start off with my three rules. Rule number one, you must remain open-minded. Try to put on the glasses and think about maybe what I'm saying is possibly true and what does that change about who I am and, and how I see the world. Most of the things I'm going to say are actually true. I mean, I think we're all going to pretty much agree on a lot of things that I say that are actually true. Just most people just don't say them out loud, but I'm going to. Rule number two, if and when you uh, become offended, I want you to step back and think about it. Why am I offended? What is this? Why is this offending me? What is this doing that's making me upset? And analyze that. And I think you'll learn a lot of things about yourself if you just step back and analyze why you're offended about whatever it is that I'm saying. And rule number three is, what I like to say, hearing it is not enough. You have to think it, you have to know it, and you have to do something about it. Okay. So before I go any farther, I just want to stop and say that the fact that you have gotten this far, the fact that you're listening to a podcast like this and the fact that you've gotten this far and it means that you are one of the exceptionally rare people who actually wants to use your brain and potentially see something from someone else's point of view and question what you already know or what you think you already know and you are an absolute minority the the grand majority of people do not want to hear things that they don't necessarily like but you're here, and I think that says a lot about yourself. So no matter what you may think about who you are and how you think, the fact that you're this far means that you're not afraid to use your brain. More power to you. Keep it up. And, um, yeah, read some books, honestly. That's all I can really tell you. Read some books and get out there and see some things. And I'll give you some recommendations later on stuff, but what I want to do right now is just dive right in. So a lot of the way I like to think about things is what I like to call edges. I like to think of things to the extremes of, let's say, the extreme of, you know, both ends. I don't want to say left and right, but the extremes of, of both sides. An example of that would be like if someone asked you, oh, do you like marshmallows? And, you know, the extreme of liking marshmallows would be, oh, my God, I love marshmallows. I want to bathe in marshmallows. I want them in every meal. They're the greatest things ever. And if you don't like marshmallows, I hate your guts and don't ever talk to me. And on the, of course, the opposite side of that is, you know, I hate marshmallows, don't even want to see them, don't want to smell them, um, don't get them anywhere near me. If you like marshmallows, I'm never talking to you again for the rest of my life. And then find your scale in the middle. But I think just analyzing the edges of most topics, whether that be religion or politics or any kind of social sociology or race discussions or anything just finding the edges the extremes of both sides tells you a lot about yourself how you see the world and um i think it really opens your eyes more whatever you think to the extremes of like i said left or right or you know this side or that side whatever i think it's a good practice to do and you're gonna you're gonna hear me talk about it very frequently so let's go ahead and just jump right in generally when i think about the edges it's easy to just jump into the liberal and conservative side. And before I go any further, I'm going to tell you I'm not advocating for either side. If it comes across that I am, I apologize. I'm trying my best to not advocate for either side of them. And I'm going to go ahead and just piss everybody off <laughs> right off the bat by just kind of 
hitting the best and the, the greatest hits of both sides. Let's put it that way. So let's start off with the liberal side, which is the left, for you people who don't know. The liberals, let's say the extreme liberals in my head, which is obviously a problem because people have different edges of everything, but in the extreme liberal I see, the extreme left I see would be, you know, a hippie commune where everyone, you know, farms their own food and it's the, com- the share communities and there's no property and everybody spends their days painting and sculpting and everyone loves each other and, you know, guns are the absolute devil and, you know, things like that. You can, I think you kind of get the idea of, you know, children running around naked and, you know, everyone's barefoot, that kind of thing. And then, of course, the opposite side would be the conservatives, the extreme right. These, um, I think of things like, you know, a farmer with a bunch of guns and, you know, they're wearing jeans and a t-shirt every day and, you know, they, they love Donald Trump and they have flags all over them. You know, I'm not going to get into that whole thing, but... That would be kind of the extreme side. They're going to be white. They, you know, the extreme side would say they're, you know, they're probably racist. They feel that that everyone's, you know, pussified for lack of a better term. That would be what I would consider the extreme right side. You know, these guys are the ones who hate the Black Black Lives Matter movement and, uh, you know, hate liberals and hate France for whatever reason, they hate France, but they do. Those are the two scales. So like I said, just pointing out the edges can tell you a lot about how you think. And just by pointing out and and putting into words the edges that I told you tells you how I think about things, you know. I believe that the modern day view of the extreme left liberal is changing, I think a lot of people see the extreme left liberal as the Black Lives Matter movement and, you know, the domestic terrorists and the riots in the streets or whatever you want to call them type thing. That's how I think that they're viewed nowadays. But in my head, they're viewed as the, I guess, more of the economic side, the hippie commune living together. Everything becomes compost and we can all, you know, live in a utopia or whatever. But like I said before, just pointing out the edges shows you something interesting. The extreme right, the farmer with the guns and the Trump flags, that is a lot more common. I mean, a lot more common than the extreme left. I've heard people say before that America is a right-wing nation. When you think about the fact that the extremes, the gun-toting, you know, let's say underground racist, however you want to say it, they're there. They they're common. They're they're really not that uncommon at all. They're 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 there. The extreme left with the hippie communes and everyone sharing property and borderline I don't know, for lack of a better word, borderline communist, which is not really a thing, but like utopia type stuff. That's not really there. So that kind of does sort of show that maybe America is kind of a right wing nation. I can't really think of many nations that are far left wing. Maybe like Sweden and things like that, but that's besides the point. So I want to dive a little bit into each side of these. Um, I'm going to start with the liberal side. Let's go to the extreme and talk about the the liberals and say that, generally speaking, they are more on the creative side. They're painters, they're sculptors, they're you know 
nude models or whatever. They wear, you know, tie-dye and they like colors. They're generally the outside-the-box thinkers, which is, of course, the opposite of, of the right-wingers. They're not generally the, seen as the most creative people. They don't really, you know, they're very, they're kind of buttoned down. I mean, literally, the term conservative is kind of, a, you know, you're, you're conservative. That's what the term is, and they embrace it, and that's what it is. But liberals are also tend to be less religious than the right wing. That's not a controversial thing to say. I think that's one of those things that's probably just kind of a fact, you know. Liberals are, can be kind of seen as like almost dreamers, almost the um, rule pushers. And they can, nowadays, they can be kind of seen as the people who question authority. I mean, I don't think that's the controversial say either because the, the right wingers are the law and order side. You know, they're the ones who say that's the law, that's how you do it, and there you go. The liberals are the ones who question authority. Like, the extreme side of a, of a, of a right wing would be like an Adolf Hitler-type authoritarian. I mean, we can get into a debate on whether, you know, Hitler was a socialist when his party said socialism or whatever. But I'm saying more of the authoritarian what's called fascist, which is the, the, the one guy is the ultimate leader, and that's the way it is, which people call Donald Trump that, you know, I'm not going to get into that if, at all, but that's kind of how it goes. And then the liberals are more of the question authority, push the rules, push the limits. Um, like I said before, they're kind of the dreamers. So when you think about the dreamers and the creative types, what it, I think of it is is Hollywood, People say that, oh, the Hollywood liberals, and I mean, yeah, that makes complete sense. It takes a lot of guts and a big risk to try to be an actor or to try to move to Hollywood and make it or be a musician or a painter or whatever. Just generally, they're liberals because they're the creative side and they push the limits. The conservatives are conservative. They they say, I'm going to work my job. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to feed the nation. I'm going to do the, the tough jobs. And they do that, and they do it, you know, buttoned down, you know, in their, you know, in their farmer overalls, if you want to put it that way, whatever. So I think that the liberal Hollywood is a complete fact. That's who they are. You don't see many conservative actors out there. I can think of it, I mean, like, you've got, like, James Woods and Tim Allen, you know, I mean, Tim Allen kind of fell into acting. He just, he didn't really start up being an actor. He just kind of fell into it. I don't think it's, it's controversial to say that there's not many conservatives in Hollywood. But the liberals are there because they are the creative types and it, it takes creativity. And I think that, just jumping a little bit into creativity, I think that why humans are naturally creative. But... The conservatives generally aren't, and it, it makes me wonder. But my brain connects things together. So I connect together the idea that the left is generally less religious and the right is more religious, the religious right. That's just common knowledge. And I connect it together. Is, is creativity the scale? Is that the extremes? The most creative becomes liberals and the least creative become conservatives. Maybe that's what the separation is between them. But I don't necessarily think that's the truth. I mean, I think humans are creative people in general. I mean, we sit around and we want to watch TV. We want to go to movies. We like paintings and, and things like that. And I believe that 
humans are naturally creative. We naturally love to see beautiful things and make things and create things. I think that's what we do. So I can connect together the religion and the creativity idea and say liberals are less conservative or less, less religious and more creative and the right is more religious and less creative. So then I wonder, is it maybe it's religion? Is religion, does it maybe tamp down the human creativity? Because, I mean, it's not a coincidence. It can't be a coincidence that liberals are less religious but more creative and right are more religious and less creative. Maybe it's religion. Because, I mean, think about religion. I mean, you're basing your life around like a 2,000-year-old book. You know, back back when it was illegal to be gay and, you know, you didn't see many artists running around back back in the old Bedouin days. You know, you didn't see that stuff. So I think almost by definition, religion is less creative. I mean, we do we do have creativity. I mean, you do see stained glass windows, and in Islam you have the writings of the Quran and things like that. But it's still, it's interwoven with the tamping down of creativity. Think about one of the Ten Commandments in Christianity is, you know, thou shalt not have graven images. It's telling you, don't make art <laughs> depicting Jesus, you know, and in Islam, I mean, geez, you, you cannot, you're, I mean, in Islam, you're not supposed to have images of really anything, especially not Muhammad. You know, that's why the, the Islam art is all about calligraphy of the Quran because you, you cannot draw images of God and animals and stuff like that. And that's got a long history there. So it's almost by, by definition, and it's you know unabashedful. It's just just not creative. There you go. Now, to me, I just find that super interesting, you know. But I also want to. I, I kind of want to connect this this whole idea together of conservatives and liberals, and let's just let's put a label on it, and let's call it Democrat and Republican. So, for those of you who don't know, now let me let me foot stomp that nowadays. Democrats are generally the more liberal and conservatives are the Republican side. So Republicans are conservative and Democrats are liberals. And I say now because it's, it was not that way. It switched, you know, when back in Lyndon Johnson, JFK type days, it all kind of switched around and it was more of like a economic type basis before and social club type thing. But nowadays it's more if you're, if you're a liberal, you're a Democrat. You don't really have many liberal Republicans anymore and many conservative Democrats that much anymore let's just go ahead and stereotype and put it that way so then it makes me want to step back and say and just like look look at maps the whole you can go back and and look by county who voted for which person i'm not saying that joe biden's a liberal or joe biden's a conservative or trump's this or trump's that i'm just saying if you look at the maps on blue which is democrats and red which is republicans you can see that the cities went blue the cities voted for Democrats. Let's go ahead and say the cities were more liberal, you know, and the country was more conservative. Okay, so people just say, oh, yeah, that's just the way it is, you know, but why is that the way it is? Let's take what we just talked about. Let's expand it out there and say, why is it that way? Is it because when you're in a city, you have more experience, more exposure to people of different you know, ethnicities and races and opinions and things like that. 
And that, that brings me back to former authors, because I'm an author. It brings me back to things like, like former authors like Samuel Clemens, Mark Twain. He lived, lived in the Mississippi, and he got the culture of all the people coming up and down the Mississippi, and that's how he, be, you know, he expanded his horizons and he became such a good author is because he went out of his way to be exposed to more people. And when you live in a you know a, a small town in Iowa or whatever, and it's you know twenty people, you don't get much exposure to people. In generally, they're more conservative in that town. That's not controversial to say; it's a fact, really. You know, so you take this idea once again, and you kind of you know pump it full of steroids, and you think if the world was more interconnected, would the world be more liberal? So. And as as transportation and technology and everything advances, does that mean the whole world is turning more liberal? That's a, obviously it's a bold statement to say, but it it makes you obviously take the next step and say maybe it's the way it is. And you look at the younger kids nowadays. Of course, this is not all the time, but this is stereotype. And stereotypes aren't necessarily always a bad thing. So I know we've we've made the word stereotype be this terrible thing, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. Younger people are generally more liberal. And I think that's kind of always been that way. I mean, look at the 60s and things like that. The younger people were always more liberal. But I think nowadays is because they're getting more experiences. They're being able to, you know, check out things called like, like G.H. Edwards On, you know, podcasts, and meet more people and get more exposure. And I think that that is making them more more liberal. And But at the same time, there are people who in different areas who you know, are set in their ways, mostly in the South, you know, nothing against the South. I used to live in the South for a long time. And I just think that uh, the more exposure you get, I think the more liberal you're becoming, apparently. That's, that seems to be kind of the way it is. I mean, nowadays, you have 24-7, 24-7 exposure to anything you want to see. So if you have a preconceived notion and you have that rare ability to actually think on your own, you can go and figure out, you know, what the truth is and what why you believe what you believe and and where it went and how it came. So all right, so go ahead and wrap it up now. Um I think I didn't mention before, but I'm always going to keep these to under 20 minutes. So cuz my commute to work is 20 minutes and I want to try to keep them under 20 minutes. Just because this is my podcast, if you don't like it, then uh there you go. <laughs> So, um, at the end here, I'm going to always give you a recommendation of something to read or watch or listen to or whatever it happens to be. And I want to give you the um, the recommendation that I would like you to listen to or, or read, if you're old-fashioned. Um, Freakonomics. Freakonomics by uh, Stephen Dubner and Stephen Levitt. It is in a fascinating book series. Um, there's three books, pretty uh, the second book is fantastic. The third book is, is blows your mind. It's amazing. It really makes you look at the world in different ways. And I fully throw my support behind that book and that book series. And I recommend you go out there and check that out. It's fantastic. All right. That's uh, all I got for you guys today. Um, I will talk to you all in a little bit. Thanks.